Pourquoi pas Uvielbiam co-development. J'aime le co-développement. M'encanta le co-development. I love co-development. Ich liebe co-development. Ich liebe co-development. Ich liebe co-development. co-development. Welcome in Pourquoi pas? This podcast gives the floor to people, methods, mindsets, which can shape our interactions in a positive way, both in business and in private life. My name is Magali, and like a lot of other people, I do my best to make our world a better place. I truly believe that the way we interact towards ourselves, towards others, other species and the environment can make a positive impact. Remember, this podcast is called Pourquoi Pas, in English, why not? So it's clearly an invitation to open both your mind and your heart. In this episode, we focus on co-development. Why? Because this method is exactly what this podcast wants to highlight. It's a simple and open tool, widely used in business, which shapes interaction in a positive way. Oh, believe me, it does. So now let's dive into a talk with Claude Champagne, one of the two founders of co-development. Good morning, Claude. Uh, good morning, Magali. Well, good afternoon, actually, for me. <laughs> it's in the morning for me. <laughs> I know. We are not on the same part of the world. I'm glad to have you here today. And uh, I'd like to start with a very simple question. So tell us, who are you? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm French-Canadian living nearby uh, Montreal. And I'm very pleased to be here with you, even though you're, we are both uh, part of the uh, Atlantic. Mm -hmm. um, I was trained in social and environmental psychology at University of Montreal in the late 70s. And uh, I work in HR as a training and development manager and also mm -hmm. as a consultant in Quebec uh, hospital, health and education sector. And actually, I do some training in collective intelligence approaches as a group of co-development or co-development group. I developed the professional co-development group approach in the late 19s uh, with a public management professor named Adrien Payette. Oh, yes. And what's funny, that's the, when we put our name together, that's Champagne and Payette. Uh, in English, it would be uh, uh, Champagne and Sparkles, which is very festive. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um, and one thing I want to say, I'm, I'm really glad to have you here um, uh, today for this podcast, because just to give a little bit of background, um, so you guys created co-development in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so it's been around for quite a long time now, and it's used quite a lot in Canada, in France, in Belgium. So mostly in French speaking countries, but not that much uh, in other countries. And... Um, Myself, when I use it with international groups, with people from a lot of different countries, uh, I realize that whenever they ask, okay, but what is co-development? There's not much that is available where you explain, as one of the co-founders, you explain what is co-development. So that's why, you know, it was important for me and I know for you two to have this content available that people can listen 
and hear uh, what co-development is about, what are the benefits, how it works, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, that's funny that it's we are doing this podcast with a French Canadian who doesn't speak English very often, and with a. <laughs> a, 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 a Uh, a person that who comes from France, and uh, I don't know you. You might you might speak speak English more than than I do. <laughs> well, the most important is that people understand us, and I guess most of our listeners will be from various countries, maybe not native English speakers, anyways. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So let's go to co-development directly because that's really the point of this podcast. Uh, what is it, and and how does it work? Uh, let's imagine a group of uh, six to eight uh, participants who meet uh, once a month by using a collective learning approach, which is the co-development. They, they aim to learn together and uh, to foster cooperation or, or mutual aid, that we call in, in French entraide. Uh, these uh, these uh, reflective practitioners are also kind of uh, researchers, practitioners. They look at what they are doing and they take a look back to understand it well and be more efficient. And and they start from their participant a, a real-life situation that might be a, a personal case, a subject or an issue, and then allowing everyone involved to progress professionally and personally as well as allowing the group as a whole group uh, a whole to grow together and then from one session to another one after the other each participant take uh, takes uh, on the role of client that is a kind of a cushy if you if you uh, you mind while the other act as a consultant so they take a posture of coach uh, so, so to say and, and they do that to enrich They are understanding and broaden the, their capacity of action. Mm -hmm. And they run through a, a sequence process with the facilitator who leads the meeting, facilitates the dialogue and support the members of the group to achieve their objective. In fact, that the, the role of the facilitator is not to teach or to solve a problem as an expert, but to help participants learn and think and explore possible solutions. He's a kind of a guardian of the process more than a content expert. Indeed. And then the method involved for each session six uh, consecutive uh, steps. Uh, that is a sequence at the service of the inquiry of one participant at a time. Okay. So, so that, that's a general idea. And just one, two things that you said, and I want to emphasize. You said that... Uh, Co-development is based on real-life situations from the participant. I think that's something which is very important. So mm -hmm. it makes it very pragmatic yeah, uh, yeah. for participants. And and one other thing that you said, the point is really for the group to help each other mm -hmm. uh, grow mm -hmm. uh, both professionally and personally. And um, one thing which makes me like co-development a lot is the, the, the fact that it For me, it starts from a good heart, you know, good intentions. Yeah, and it, yeah. there's a lot of humanity behind and the mindset is super important. And and the fact that people want to help each other, um, it, yeah, ma makes it special. Yeah, of yeah. course, it's super efficient and it works in business, etc. But but there's this extra heart, I would say, in the method, yeah. which I, I really appreciate. And, and it's true that you have to create that safe space based on, on that on trust between all the all the participants and with that uh, goodwill uh, attitude that it, uh, it helps a lot it, it creates uh, interesting group dynamics 
So true. Yeah, so true. If we try to summarize um, how co-development works and what it's made of, you said it can last between 45 and two, three hours, mm -hmm. um, four or six to eight participants. Yeah. And, and the idea is to have as many sessions as participants. So each of them has a chance to at some point being the client. Mm -hmm. um, it's a meeting that happens on a regular basis. So for example, it could be once a month, yeah. right? Yeah. What else is important? Uh, what's important is, is to create a safe space with, oh, yes. with the participant well, well, where they will uh, be at ease to learn together to, uh, to help, the, help one another in that uh, safe space. So they, they, they just uh, will be able to explore maybe some, some subjects, some issues they, don't, they, won't, they wouldn't uh, address, talk about with uh, any other people. And so that so that that space space has to be uh, well defined, and uh, uh, there's an agreement about confidentiality, respect, involvement of the participant in that uh, in that process. That uh, that's it is important to get results and to be yeah. in trust with one one uh, one another. But I give you a ten with your uh, summary, uh, Magali. Oh, thanks. And you know, one thing I would like to add also because we started with describing what a session can look like, especially face-to-face, -face, but it, it's also something you can practice when you're remote because, for instance, the way I use it with uh, most of my groups, people are in different parts of the world, yeah, right, uh, usually, yeah. and we connect just for the time of the session, and, uh, and, and it works also when you're remote. So, of course, you need to create trust, and it may be a bit different than when you are face-to-face, But it's uh, it's feasible with uh, both um, logistics. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah. It's it, it yeah, it's true. It's feasible. Uh, uh, personally, I prefer to be face to face. Uh, there's more information. It's a different dynamic. Uh, that the connection is is not, uh, not it's not the same. But it's true that that, that in remote uh, online uh, you can uh, uh, achieve great results, and you you don't have the same problems of uh, be, being uh, available. Uh, With uh, the issue of transportation and uh, of all, 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 all of that, and I'm not surprised that you prefer face to face. And I'm wondering if maybe I don't prefer the online version because when I practice mainly with executives, they don't have a lot of time, and they yeah. they like you know that it's somewhere in their calendar. It will be for for example 90 minutes, nothing less, nothing more, and they just have to connect, as you say, no commuting, you know, no losing time mm -hmm. in whatever, mm -hmm. and you. You just create that bubble of oxygen at some point in your calendar and yeah, that yeah. works for them. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, also the, we have to emphasize the idea of, the, of, of taking time to reflect with other, other person. True. So uh, we don't have so, much, so many uh, occasions like, like that in uh, the beat of the life. So doing so in presence and in, in face to face Uh, it's it's a great opportunity, uh, and uh, sometimes people want to shrink and and do do it faster, faster, and faster. And you 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 can't achieve the same result when you you it's it's too short. I agree. I fully agree. Um, I try to think if I were somebody wanting to implement that in my own organization or with peers or whatever. Um, I would wonder, the people or organizations which use co-development, what benefits actually do they get from it? Oh, the groups allow 
the, the, I think there are gains on the individual basis and on organizational basis. The participants, they, they embark in an in innovative personal development journey, doing some co-development. That's very different than other traditional ways of develop someone. Mm-hmm. They learn also to, how to listen and question differently. They, they get to understand situation differently with a multi-layered, systemic and multicultural perspective. Uh, they learn to help and be helped also. They learn to be more effective, to develop new ways of thinking and thus improve their uh, their abilities, would it be uh, managerial or, or uh, other abilities. They develop also a kind of a reflex to systematically reflect on their professional habits, to take a step back. Yeah. Uh, and also being part of a professional, confidential, emphatic group, uh, support group, it's also a game that the co-development group offers. True. Um, and one thing that was prov- proven in, in some uh, evaluation and research is that there are gains on, uh, in self-efficacy. Mm. People, they, they, they feel more efficient in their, their job or in, the, in their, their activities by, uh, by doing uh, co-development. In organization, the people find that, that people part- who participate in co-development they, they, they seem a little, a little bit dif- different because of these attitudes they develop in, in, in the group. They listen differently, they, they ask uh, other questions uh, to, the, their, to, uh, to their peers. Uh, and sometimes the organization might uh, learn also about what is happening in, in, the, in the groups, uh, considering the confidentiality aspects, but the, the, uh, the organization might, might learn, learn something that uh, could be useful for them. And you, Magli, tell me, you, have, you are so experienced in co-development. What, what impact did you observe? Uh, yeah, indeed, I, I myself facilitate some co-development groups, especially uh, with people from uh, different countries and different cultures. Um, well, what I observe, uh, and uh, you mentioned some of them, that uh, for the company or you know, the organization, it, it brings uh, more performance and efficiency because you know people learn to uh, self-question, question others in a qualitative way. Uh, they also create a common culture because they have a chance to cross-pollinate each other, mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. really sharing their skills, competencies, tools, tips, etc. Um, and it's a very pragmatic approach. So it really starts from what they experience on a daily basis uh, and that they can solve some issues or concerns that they have. Um, I, I also see the benefits in terms of loyalty uh, yeah, and, yeah. and well-being because you share, you know, with a group, uh, some solidarity and uh, help each other. As you said, also learn how to being helped and ask for help yourself. Uh, and, and there is a sense of belonging mm-hmm. when you're part of a co-development group and it happens once in a, in a while. It, you know, you belong to something and that, that trust and that, that culture um, is important to you. And uh, of course, you want to stick to that. So... It really brings better well-being. Um, yeah, and, and finally, you mentioned that too, the, the I see a, a benefit in terms of attitudes and behaviors. I mean, how to interact in a co-development group, it really strengthens the way that you interact in general with people because 
you strengthen your ability to listen, uh, truly listen, you know, really get into the perception and the, the way that the other sees the situation. Uh, you open your mind, you, you strengthen also your ability to ask qualitative questions. Uh, and open questions are mm -hmm. a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, and accept the, the, yeah, the, the various ways that people see something. Um, and of course, the benefits and behaviors are very different from a culture to another. For example, you know, in most Asian cultures, uh, hierarchy is very important. And uh, sometimes it's hard for a new group, a new co-development group to offer each other solutions, even if there is no hierarchy uh, amongst them. And so nobody has kind of validated their ideas. Yeah. So they learn that also as they uh, to allow themselves to do this. Uh, in other in other um, uh, cultures, it would be more learning how to really listen and just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes is that like Latin? You know, I'm French, so I can say that like Latin culture. Sometimes we don't really know how to shut up, and it. I think it's something really uh, valuable to learn, and you learn that. Um, right. Yes. Yes. You learn you, so, you, the French. You, you learn. Uh, how to uh, st uh, stop uh, uh, the, the debate, <laughs> not, not debating. Right. <laughs> yes, right, right. And from what I've seen also, some cultures like uh, North America, they learn how to debate before getting into solutions. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, yeah, that, uh, so the benefits are very different, I would say, also from a, a culture to another and not only country cultures, but corporate cultures and team cultures mm -hmm. also, we could say sometimes. Uh, but, but, you know, in the end, it, it's a great question that you're asking me because one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast with you is that I truly believe that, okay, co-development is a method. Okay, it's super efficient in business. But beyond that, for me, there's a whole philosophy behind. There's really a and ethics and, and the way you interact with others, uh, it, it really grows that. And if nations tomorrow would be able to talk to each other in that way, if uh, leaders um, in corporations, but also country leaders would be able to interact in the mindset of co-development, I'm sure we would experience a very, very different world. So for me, it's super important that this method is being spread yeah thank thank you for for that uh, Magali. but it really it comes from the bottom of my heart i mean uh, <laughs> I, I i truly believe that huh? i i enter co-development like a lot of other people like it's a collective intelligence uh, method and tool and you know so uh, but but really practicing i i've seen the death and uh, what it can bring way beyond the, the current situations and business and all of that so Yeah. By the way, there, there's something for me which uh, I wanted to ask you because in the history of co-development, there's something that really stands out. It's the fact that Adrien Payet and yourself, uh, so the co-founders, you decided to not lock the method up, meaning not into a copyright or a patent, but really to leave it open and let it evolve, adapt, and, and be used in different ways. So it's not an easy choice. Why did you make such choice? 
Or to make a joke, I would say maybe we're not uh, enough uh, business oriented. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's simply because uh, we wanted the method to be available to a big number of people, organizations and, and settings. So the idea was to keep it simple and available. And doesn't mean that it's not subtle. Uh, it, 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 there, there's a great complexity also in the way of, of uh, facilitating a group. But it also can be uh, can be uh, simple and bring brings a, a lot to, uh, mm. to the participant. Yeah, and and I find that this choice you made really also shows you know that what is the the philosophy and the mindset behind. Yeah, it. And yeah. So let let's leave it open. Let's uh, it's going to live its life. It it means a number of things, and uh, yeah, we want it to be available for everybody. Yeah, so it's more an open source approach. Exactly. And, uh, But but uh, that doesn't mean that you can do any, uh, anything. That there are things that are they are ways of, of doing uh, in the spirit of the uh, of the co-development. Right, and and probably um, you have yourself facilitated a, a lot of sessions. Can you tell us about one session in particular which inspired you, or at least left a lasting impression on you? Well, you know, it's difficult to choose. Uh, in fact, uh, there, there's a kind of magic in, in each session of code development and uh, each participant learns learn something. Uh, two years, uh, two days ago, I was personally client in a group because I, I still continue to learn with, with groups. And I was a don't so and I was in a group uh, where, you, where you were, Magali. And, uh, yeah, and as always, I was impressed by how the the uh, explicitation process and the various point of view of others uh, did enrich my perspective. And you, Magali, would you tell me about uh, such a session? Uh, yeah, same as you. It's not easy. Um, I remember a session probably, I don't know, what one, two years ago. And um, there was this guy who had just joined a, a team. Um, and so that guy, you know, joins a, a co-development session, but it, it, the process starts. Most of the participants know how it works already. And he's new uh, to both the method and the team, etc. Um, and we start with a round, okay, so guys, what situation do you have today? Everybody shares their situation. And The group picks the situation of that new guy and the situation was so, it was really personal, you know, it was not something quite superficial when you, you start with a new team and new people, sometimes you don't want to go too deep and it was not that kind at all, it was really something that touched him and it was a, a real challenge, uh, both professional and personal level and... Um, I was, wow, <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy is new and it opens his heart and is being so honest and so transparent and investing so much trust in the group. And I remember I was really surprised and I didn't know how it would turn. And in the end, the group just mirrored. They just did exactly the same. So mm. it created a lot of, a lot of trust and a lot of depth and It was really an intense session, um, and the way they had a chance to bond was just amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of generosity also in what you 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 recall. Exactly, a lot of generosity and authenticity, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then um, 
yeah, also I guess, uh, yeah, being in the mood of others just have good intentions. I don't need to to be afraid of whatever they would say or however however they would judge me, etc. I just, uh, yeah, I just opened my heart and it's gonna work. And actually, it worked. Huh? Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Great. And it it brings us also to question. So what? What is needed for co-development to actually work? And, and the reason I'm asking is because sometimes you find people saying, you know, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried this method. And, and you hear that, of course, sometimes with co-development. I've tried it and uh, it, it didn't really work. So yeah, yeah. what is actually needed to work? Because, of course, there are conditions which are important, I guess. Yeah, well, you, you have to work with people that, that who believe they can learn from, from their peers. They can learn from each each another, and in general, and in particular with with that group. If the chemistry is not there, it won't work. You need to have a, a facilitator that that will help the process. Uh, that's true, but 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 you first have to create this uh, this safe space, this creative safe space with other participants. So you have to uh, to get the commitment to to be available, but also a commitment to uh, to act to. to uh, to invest yourself in the process, and you have to uh, to agree about uh, about some way of working together with respect and with a non judgmental uh, attitude mm-hmm. to respect confidentiality. Yes. Or what is exchanged in the group stays in the group. Uh, you you spoke about uh, uh, an helping attitude, a good, good faith. It, mm. it, it, it's in the spirit of uh, co-development. But we also need to to agree about uh, looking for diversity in the in the point of view, and with the idea that the, the client is is the only expert of his situation. So so it's very to be client centered. Very important. And, and in the end, uh, if uh, everybody learns from the the situation, it's okay. Even if though the problem is not solved or uh, completely solved. The idea is to learn together and to help uh, one one another in 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 their uh, mm. in their quest. And, and that's something also that you know we were talking about the benefits that uh, I hear a lot about the benefits. It's the fact that when you participate into a co-development session, you may be the client or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. In the end, you live with things that. Are valuable for you yeah, that yeah. you can apply the insights, you know, new ways of questioning yourself or situations, etc. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But people have to be convinced about that because it's easy to say, "Well, I walked out and I got nothing about mm-hmm. it from yeah, it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we take a moment to uh, to identify what we learn or what and what the other learn. So it, uh, that uh, that helps also to uh, to generate uh, that that way of thinking. Yes, yes. This very last step in the process, which is not just if you have five minutes left, mm-hmm. it's really part of the process yeah, yeah. itself. True, true. Okay, um, two last questions maybe that I would like to call golden questions <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> they are not on the method itself or the history, you know, the conditions, etc., but more maybe also about you. Uh, so th- the first one is who would you love or, or have loved to test co-development? Oh, certainly, uh, Kirk Lewin, the, the founder of social psychology. I would like to, oh. he's, he's dead, but uh, I would like to, uh, to have him uh, 
uh, to hear him about what he would think of the process and, uh, and what idea he would give to, uh, to uh, get it better. And you, maybe? I think I would like some world leaders, uh, current, probably, or you know, past, maybe future, to try it, like Putin <laughs> or uh, Trump, uh, yeah, Lula, um, because I believe if they would learn to interact in the co-development mindset, you know, looking at what are current situations that we need to fix as humanity, it would probably very much change the way they interact with other countries, with other uh, cultures, etc. Yeah. Mm, that would be awesome. And second question, if someone would donate $10 million dollars yeah. or euros or whatever for, for the development of co-development, how would you invest it? Okay, is it the US dollars or euros, <laughs> Canadian dollars? A lot of money, just a lot of money. <laughs> I would take maybe uh, two-thirds to train facilitators. Uh, so they'd they be, uh, they be uh, good at, uh, at leading groups and maybe uh, one-third to uh, support research on the subject, which research would, okay. would help maybe to promote also the, the, uh, the good practices in, in co-development. Okay. That's nice. That's a good plan. And it goes with the idea of the, being a, a reflective practitioner, you know. So some money to, to practice uh, in the action and some money, some, some energy to reflect on it. Yeah, true. Claude, is there a, or what last question would you like me to ask you? Well, uh, um, we could speak about what, what is the future of, of co-development. Oh yes, that's But a great. That, that's one. A, a great and long one. To be short, I would I, I would say I, I wish a future where the co-development is uh, is more used and more known. And thank you for doing this podcast that goes in that way in in many cultures. Uh, and I would wish it, that more impact on on environmental and social issues. Mm. And it might be used. It could be used in in, in that way. There are organizations. Uh, who work in this field that uses already the co-development, but if you could, we could bring it more in, in the design of the thing, it, it uh, will be interesting. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. It would bring it to the next level. Exact. All right. Well, it was a pleasure to have you and uh, thanks for uh, taking the time and speaking English. I think in the end, uh, <laughs> we'll be understood. <laughs> I wish so. So that's the most important. It was really good to have, you know, you talking about co-development because, again, uh, you founded it, uh, you co-founded it initially, so yeah. your words uh, count and they are important for people to uh, dive into co-development, take it, use it, etc. cetera. Uh, and it was the morning for you, so uh, <laughs> great that you started your day with us. Thanks, Claude. Thank you very much. Okay. Actually, after we said goodbye, I asked a very last question to Claude. If you want to learn more about co-development, what can you do? So let me give you a short answer and then I'll let you know what Claude replied. Short answer is, first, you can connect with Claude and myself through LinkedIn. Second, there is a long version of this podcast available. And in this one, Claude and myself explain and comment all six steps of a co-development session. Now, what did Claude answer when I asked him, how can you learn more about co-development? 
And he said, well, first step, you have to open a bottle of champagne and raise a toast to co-development. Second, and I'm saying that's an easy one, of course, you just have to learn French. Because step number three, you can read his two books, especially the one he published end of last year. And of course, because he is Canadian, he gave the good idea to check the website of the association called AQCP, which is dedicated to co-development and certainly a reference. Take care of yourselves. See you soon.